da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. We're resuming the Bad Movie Marathon here on Mad About Movies, so I hope all you man fam out there have binged your bat butt, bat bulge, bat nip, all that bat stuff that you gotta get through within the first ten minutes, and then, you know, probably turned it off and and hated yourself for the rest (laughs) of the week, so apologies in advance for anyone that that watched this movie in preparation for this episode that that wouldn't normally watch it, because, uh, man, I... I was sorry for myself after after doing this. That's for sure. I was, oh, you know, I thought it was bad with Jack and Jill last week, but uh, I forgot about Batman and Robin, guys. I feel the opposite. I'm glad. I, it's the best thing that ever happened to this movie is that I watched Jack and Jill last week. <laughs> this feels like freaking Scorsese compared to Jack and Jill. Yeah, this one, it it, it feels like Cats in a way. <laughs> where it's so bad, but it's such a glorious train wreck that it's an entertaining bad movie. Oh, you know, gosh. it's it's bad on almost like so good, so bad it's good kind of way. But if you've listened to the show before and you've listened to anything related to Batman, DC, uh, home theater, maybe you would recognize the voice that I'm going to introduce now. It's uh, let me just turn on hold on let me uh, turn on the. Uh, the Batman Shane signal. Batman Shane, are you there? <laughs> I am indeed. And I'd like to speak for everyone here. Apology rescinded. You should absolutely watch this movie. It's not great, but you absolutely have to watch it. No. So, no. No. You could have no. just cut off at that last yep. part. You no. left the last clause no. out of that sentence. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put, you absolutely should watch this movie. And then it's great. I'm going to edit it down to that. <laughs> yeah, that's your underwear. Yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's like audio editing. Uh, man, did you, let me ask you, Shane. Did you watch this in glorious 4K HDR? Like 4K Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. I had the whole thing pumping. It is the only way to go anymore. Yes, I. I did you I really? Watched, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I watched, <laughs> this movie I watched was up so loud in my house that I probably annoyed my neighbors. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 disc was seventy nine ninety nine, uh, but you know, worth it. Yeah, worth worth, worth the, every uh, penny. The extra pixels, you know, <laughs> gotta have those for this one, right? And you get that extra Schumacher commentary, mm-hmm, right, which isn't on right. the regular, yeah. And the nips are so sharp in mm-hmm. 4K; yeah. mm-hmm. they could they cut, cut glass. glass. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's it literally cutting into the screen. The it's yeah. yeah, man. This is a this is going to be a fun one because oh yes, I was. We were all in the wheelhouse of this thing, man. Was it what? What year was this? Ninety six. No, it's like 98, 97, yeah. 97. So, yeah, man. Quick uh, turnaround from Batman Forever, 95. Mm-hmm. It's pretty quick for mm-hmm. a new Batman. I was uh, 10 years old when this thing came out, so perfect uh, to target demographic for this, you'd feel like, you know? You'd feel think. Like but- getting away with something, going to see this, you know? And PG-13 maybe rating on this thing, and... And wow, it's very sexy. It is. I didn't realize how just just how asking. many innuendos were in this, and yeah, until I uh, until I rewatched this as an adult, I was like, became wow. a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And man, it, it's actually amazing uh, to go back and rewatch this thing because I've avoided it for so many years, and and I knew eventually we'd get to it on the pod here, but. Man, this was a this was an experience. Let's just say it only took a worldwide epidemic. It did, yeah, pandemic. And I told you it was we going to be like, like hell has to freeze over. No pun intended yeah. for this thing to. to yeah. have. Actually, the actual line is actually in the movie. I think too. Yeah, what killed the yeah hell? Oh yeah, it is. Every possible Tonight, freeze. Hell is going to freeze over. <laughs> every possible cold or freeze possible pun is. Made. I think there's oh, eighteen. And a lot that don't even uh, make sense at all. Yeah, like, it's really lucky. Really that, I don't think McDonald's. I don't think McDonald had the McFreeze yet. Thank God. McFlurry we're, definitely would have been. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get uh, to the, right, the so ice Never freeze mind. puns. We'll do a whole section on that a little bit later because I got a whole theory on it. We I'm don't have enough time, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> it's only an hour long show. We don't have the six hours required <laughs> to break them down like Ulysses. It's a, yeah, what a screenplay. That's the first thing you notice. Wow, what a, what a <laughs> masterclass in screenwriting! Uh, Akiva Goldsman should be honestly mm. publicly executed 
<laughs> no less. And and, and, and no and, one yeah. would be upset about it. We'd be like, yeah, well, he wrote Batman and Robin. It's like, okay, oh, right on, cool, yep. Televised, okay. It's like, you know, they, they wanted to do what Saddam Hussein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this should be considered an act of terrorism, honestly. <laughs> but other than that, you liked it. Yeah, other play. than that, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So we'll Same put Kent down as- for worse than September 11th. <laughs> No, I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> said uh, worse than pul- the aggression. Pul- yeah, pul- worse pul- than the aggression on Kuwait. Is what he said. He was cl- be clear. Get your. But the yeah, no, that's not a threat. We want to make that clear. That's a that's a, a joke and questionable taste by us. But great. He wrote one. the Dark no. Tower and uh, Transformers yes. last night. Very recently. <laughs> um, okay, now I'm on your side. Angels You're and right. Demons, Da Vinci Code, <laughs> Transformers, Man, last night. Robots. Um. A Beautiful Mind. Might have won an Oscar for that. <laughs> There's always one. There's always I think one. you oh, did win an Oscar Time for that. to Kill. Yeah. That's a great screenplay, Time to Kill. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Batman Forever, obviously, wrote that one. What's oh, Lost Star in Trek Space too? is rough, too. Ooh. Yeah, he wrote... Yeah. Uh, he created Star Trek Picard, uh, Brian. If you watch yeah. That. I... There's there's other guys that are like this. I don't know that he's – you may know better than me, Shane. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't know that I would call him a screen doctor – or excuse, excuse me, a script doctor. But I, I do think there's a certain amount of, hey, we have this movie. Uh, we'll give you $500,000 if you can just uh, give us, you know, like 100 pages of stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll yeah. have that to you tomorrow. And that's oh, what he, no, yeah, no, no. That, for that's sure. I mean, Kiva Goldsmith is. It's, uh, for uh, sure. I mean, there is documented proof of that. Even in the Batman universe, he has written <laughs> scripts um, – uh, what's his name? Andrew Kevin Walker wrote a script for Batman versus Superman back in like 2003. And they brought Akiva Goldsman to do a pass on it. And that script leaked online. You can read it. It's uh, actually not a terrible script, but uh, I think you all would probably agree. It's better than the Batman Superman movie we got. <laughs> but yeah, Akiva Goldsman has been for the last 20, even 30 years, a script doctor. He gets paid a crazy amount of money to come in and write a pass on a script and never gets credit for it. But the checks are always six digits at best. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I don't care. Give me credit. Don't give me credit. Whatever. David Kep was the other guy I was thinking of that has this really weird filmography. If you look at his credits where he's written some great stuff and he's written some okay stuff and he's just written some terrible stuff. And a lot of it is that. It's like you can... He pretty much just is like, "Hey, man, we really need to get this movie into production. Do you think you can give us a working script? Yeah, sure. I, do you care that it's going to be? No, I do not care. You can. We're. Just, I'm giving you something to start from, and I don't really yeah. care about where it goes from there. See, it's something so, we can literally yeah, produce. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm okay with the execution, but I just to be clear, what we're what we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah, we just want to make sure our case is good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. we're very when we publicly execute people. <laughs> very clear. Uh, so dark so fast. I was not prepared for that. It was. I. I mean, that was. I didn't not realize how offensively bad this this script. This whole. It's a horrible script. The yeah. entire yeah. concept for the tone of this movie is just horrific. Honestly, it's so. What I don't get about this is, is so Batman original Batman eighty nine was was very successful, right? Dark, mm-hmm. gritty. Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, the Joker. And then Batman and Rob, I mean, Batman Returns comes out too dark, right? Penguin yeah. too scary. Can't take kids to it sometimes. Uh, not as marketable for the toys, the McDonald's, whatever. And so it's like, okay, well, uh, we're, yeah, we're going to go in a different direction, Tim. So appreciate your time, but we're going to bring in Joel Schumacher and do a little bit more lighthearted things. So like, okay, great. Well, let's get Jim Carrey in here. Let's, uh, make it a little bit more kid friendly and uh, let's have literally the first line of the movie be, um, I'll get drive through so we can do a McDonald's commercial and you know, all this crap in there. So they did the lighthearted one, which was successful, right? I don't understand mm-hmm. the, the tonal shift from let's go from that to completely campy, almost a parody of Batman forever level. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I would understand if this was right after <laughs> Batman returns and they just completely missed the mark by going too cheesy. But they did Batman Forever. Why not just repeat that? You know, like because I mean that Part one's not has great. To be that, but it, that two-year turnaround is pretty, well, pretty crazy. One of the things that Joel Schumacher was told before he stepped foot on the set of this movie was the Warner Brothers executives told him specifically, uh, and he said, "This is a word I'd never heard before. That you have to make this new movie toyetic." 
That was the word they used over and over. And what they said to him was, it does not matter what's in this movie, what happens in this movie. We don't care because the box office is not going to matter compared to the amount of toys and bed sheets and lunch boxes yeah. and Happy Meal stuff we're going to tell. So they told him, you have to come up with three or four character costume changes per character and multiple, you know, uh, vehicles and multiple, you know, all this like weapons. The and vehicles are cool in this one. Yeah. I will say. But all of the ridiculous costume changes, vehicle changes, all that stuff. He was specifically told by Warner Brothers at the time, this is what you have to do because it's not about the movie. It's about the toys we're going to sell from the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't understand that logic because if the movie sucks, no one's going to buy the toys. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like what, what happened with this? And it did. Don't uh, don't this killed better. the franchise for yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I had all these toys though. I mean, the toys might have—I don't know—small sample size, but I had every like one of these. I things. had Batman I Returns know. toys and Batman Forever, and I remember even as a ten-year-old being like, "I'm good." I'm. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I was not. I, I think the Mr. Freeze vehicle is so dumb in this movie. That like tank that with one the spikes is that he's like driving around. Uh it's funny to me, you know, also that Arnold demanded first billing on this, even though he's not Batman or Robin. <laughs> and so like the movie <laughs> ends and it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. The like, well, posters are really funny too, because he's at top. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. was peaking hit at this, so I don't No, yeah, I mean he's definitely the biggest star. I mean, this yeah. is ER Clooney. I think yeah, this is before Really, any this is Clooney's kind of jump aside from from Dust Till Dawn to movies. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris O'Donnell had a bit of a moment there in the '90s. Lisa Silverstone certainly peaking. So Zuma. I mean, this is a killer cast for 1997. You're getting Lisa Silverstone off Clueless, and you're getting Uma off Pulp Fiction. Not not terrible. Mm-hmm. Chicks, chicks dig the car. Yeah. <laughs> First Man, line, whole, Donald's so bad in this. Oh. He's really bad in this. You're like, oh, that's why you ended up on like whatever NCIS LA when you were like at one point equal to Matt Damon for like 18 months. <laughs> Fun story about Chris O'Donnell. Uh, so on the movie studio set in which I work, he works on the same lot on the NCIS LA show. And at one point I was walking into a building and he was about 10 steps ahead of me. And he held the door open for me as I walked into the building. And my first thought was, wow, what a nice guy. And then about 10 seconds later, I thought, you owe me for what you did to <laughs> to Pepe and Robin. <laughs> so, yeah, his yeah. Bro- you should have held brothers, the door. If you guys know Johnny O, the kind of like golf and like kind of West Coast prep clothing, that's Chris O'Donnell's brother. His brother's killing it in the uh, mm. apparel game. His sister, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Too. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing less great at the moment, but you know, that's yeah. She's that's cool. that opening scene. She did a lot for Koosh in the uh, yeah in the nineties. Koosh balls sure. made them made a lot of money. Yeah, for them, for she did. <laughs> and I still have them all exactly in right next to my beanie baby. Mm-hmm. So they go uh, from uh, chicks dig the car to. Uh, Mr. Freeze is is frozen over a museum into literally Batman on ice, Richard. Yeah, it literally feels like Batman on ice, like a show that would be at your local sports arena, like Batman on ice with all this. But real quick before we get into that, do you think Alfred in that opening scene is a Paul Simon fan? Why? Because, (laughs) Because Robin calls him Al. And as Paul Simon said, you can call me Al. And he doesn't Why? seem like much of a bodyguard. But. <laughs> yeah. Robin, that's such funny screwing because like Robin's the cool young guy. Like he calls Alfred Al. <laughs> that's so stupid. So What's funny that's to me bad. about about the Robin character in this and in general is Batman's clearly concerned about his people finding out he's Bruce Wayne. Robin's just yeah. out there, like no mask, yeah. like literally just like put some black <laughs> around my eyes, like I've, yeah, and we're trying like, to get the ladies. Yeah, I'm Dick Grayson. <laughs> this I'm one, it's always that. even the Nolan Batman have that annoying thing, and Shane could probably speak to this, where they wear eye paint under the Batman suits and then never address it. Like I just want one scene where Batman 
He's painting takes around his, his eyes black. Or just takes the <laughs> takes the mask off and it's like kind of smeared or something. You go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, he does that. Even conscious choice in Tim Burton's Batman Returns at the end yeah. of the movie, Michael Keaton rips off his mask, like literally rips it, like acknowledging yeah. that the mask is made of rubber, which is stupid, but neither here yeah. nor there. But he rips it off and in one shot to another, he's got the, the black face paint on. And then the next yeah. shot, he absolutely does not. So yeah, yeah it's like this weird That's- thing about Batman costumes that they refuse to knowledge in the movies that yeah he's wearing that football eye paint like around his whole eyes yeah and this one's especially bad with robin and then later on batgirl because it's like so layered on thick it drives me insane it's so funny to me also that i think batman begins maybe even the dark knight was the first batman movie that they figured out how they could do a cowl and a cape and be able to turn your head in it you know, because he I always know. turns mm-hmm. his shoulders mm-hmm. when he's like fighting, and his head is yeah. just like they really, really couldn't figure that out for this, first this movie. Like, like almost killed, like Cooney. I remember this had an iconic episode of Oprah around the release of this movie, which had Arnold and Clooney and the whole cast on Oprah. I know, trust me, I taped this on VHS when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This was a big deal, and uh, and Clooney, like even in promotion of this movie, was like, "Never again." The costume almost killed me. Like it's crazy <laughs> how the Batman. Costume was basically a death trap for like nine years. Well, and Queen went on to have all those neck problems that really did almost kill him. Remember, he had those drainage issues and stuff, and I'm sure this didn't help. And like, man, it's in the, and because of that, the fight choreography in this is so Batman on. I mean, it feels like a stage show, mm-hmm. like a bad, what you would take Coop to, you know, for $39 mm-hmm. for both of you at your, at the Fort Worth Convention Center and, and see that. It's the, it's yeah, the Batman exactly. stunt show at Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's free with admission. Yeah. Just, Wherever like, the Fort Worth Brahmas play, that's where they would hold them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, and to Richard's point, like since 1989, it has been a joke in the costume world because you couldn't move your head. Costume designers would call certain costumes the bat turn. Because your head was locked in and you had to move your entire shoulders to look one way or the other. So costume designers for at least up until the Dark Knight used to call a costume where your head was locked in. Oh, you got a bat turn left or right because Mm -hmm. you cannot turn your chin one way or the other. I just find it hilarious that it took until 2006 before somebody figured out how you could turn your head in a costume. (laughs) It seems like Mm -hmm. such a simple fix, you know, Uh, like can't you just cut it around it and like – put fabric under there and it's a black costume and so nobody would really notice i don't i don't know i just find that find that very funny and it's very obvious in this movie but uh uh so mr freeze freezes over the museum he's stealing a a diamond that's like the size of a basketball first of all it's like Mm. eight times bigger than the hope diamond and he doesn't only need that diamond. He needs like 12 of those diamonds. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten mm-hmm. about that. He needs too. all the diamonds. Yeah. He's like, uh, maybe if you like take all the diamonds out of your, uh, guns and various items <laughs> that you have around to keep it cool, maybe mm-hmm. you could, you don't need to steal all these right. diamonds. You know, it's like Seems you're wasting like a, a lot of diamond power by random, yeah. <laughs> randomly <laughs> freezing goons around your lair, <laughs> you know? And so Batman breaks into the museum. And then he just yabba dabba doos down a, a dinosaur's <laughs> tail, you know? They like the opening credits of the Flintstones, uh, when Fred Flintstone gets off work and slides down the Baronosaurus. That's the, it looks yeah, so bad too, cause the neck. Yeah. The neck is so bad. Yeah. And then he, the they, they literally have a hockey, hockey, uh, tournament there with the, the, the diamond too. Like we're not worried about mm-hmm. this diamond anymore. We're just going to pass it around like it's, Mighty Ducks 2 and the Flying V, right? It's, uh, I just like that the minions, the hockey team from hell, so to speak, are on ice skates, which means if they happen on a crime scene that Freeze has not frozen yet, they have to do that stupid walk you have to do on ice skates <laughs> when you're yeah. not on ice, which would, they, I could have used a scene of that. That would have knocked yeah, us up a, a letter grave. Yeah, for sure. The, the first pun that Mr. Freeze makes in this whole movie is he says, Ice to see you. Uh, to Batman, and I'd like to think that what happened with this script, because this was like 97, right, when this came out. So let's say it's 96. I'd like to think that because screenwriters were a little bit of a hotter commodity in 96, the script was done and Arnold signed on, and there was just a whole thing where Arnold said, I got to have like more ice puns in this movie. So Warner Brothers... No chance. Using their Warner Brothers money 
convened a writer's room of like 90s. So like yes. Aaron Sorkin got called in. You know, Christopher <laughs> McQuarrie got called in. Quentin probably got called in. Like everybody got six figures to show up in a room. Coffee, danishes, like good danishes, you know, from like an upscale bakery in L.A. were served. And everybody was like, all right, so what are we doing? And Akiva Goldsman walked in and was like, all right, fellas, here's the deal. Ice punch. <laughs> That's what I we're need doing. 45 I need 45 the day. 45, 60 yeah. of these. I need your best or, work. It was just, I like you are right about the meaning, but it was none of those writers. It was just all <laughs> Jay Leno's writers from 1996. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, and Leno got to buy a, Dooseldorf or whatever it's called with the money. <laughs> like but Kevin Smith was in the room, you know, probably like uh yeah, like Richard Linklater got died, called though, like <laughs> tight space, you know. And- yeah, the funniest thing about this movie is it's such a big blockbuster and such a big tentpole that is like imagining the meetings. Like how do they decide on 11 minutes? Like that they, mm-hmm. you know, like all the logic that they've built into this, like you can, well, I think, okay, you can survive for some amount of time when frozen by freezes gone. What do we think? Three minutes? No, it's not enough time to drum up drama. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 20 minutes. No, That's too let's much. put a pin too in this much, and come yeah. back next Monday. But I want to. <laughs> I do want to talk about this more. Like, you know, I mean, this is so corporately made, and the funniest parts are the ridiculous. The coolest part of this movie is Mr. Freeze's sunglasses, though. Those are dope. I would wear those. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, yeah. Yeah, Robin gets frozen, like, in the first scene, and Batman just stays back, and Mr. Freeze is like, I'll kill you next time. It's like, why don't you just kill (laughs) him right now? Kill him. (laughs) That part is so funny. Kill him that time. And also, Batman then produces a laser from his belt. That he puts mm-hmm. Robin into the water and then heats the water. It's like, hey, Batman could have used that any time in the last 30 minutes to probably <laughs> knock out this entire apparatus. I didn't know you had a crazy laser. He also has here. like a, a bone saw in his belt. Too. Yeah. Just the, the bat gadgets. <laughs> the bat credit card is my favorite. Yeah, obviously. Shane has one of those. It, <laughs> it ruins most. It, like, he uses that on a, if he uses that on a square, it just ruins the, the company's entire. <laughs> purchasing apparatus it, it, the funniest part about the back back credit card is is uh the expiration date on it is forever well, no. <laughs> like that, shouldn't it be mm-hmm. never not forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it doesn't expire forever that doesn't make any sense <laughs> i mean yeah ken if you're getting hung up on that there's a lot no, we need to talk about the, the only reason <laughs> they did it is because of batman forever it's like let's yeah, put no. that on there that that was the last movie get it but that doesn't make uh, I don't want to. Uh, so some of the some of the lines of Mister Freeze utters is uh, is ice to see you. Of course, everybody chill. This is one of my favorites. You're not sending me to the cooler. Um, their bones will turn to ice. Let's kick some ice. Uh, this is another good one. Re- Revenge is a dish best served cold. Uh, mm-hmm. Freezing hell, Batman. The ice what man. Killed the what yeah. killed the dinosaurs? What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. age yeah. Uh, and and then a forty cool pound party. fake, and then a forty pound fake dinosaur crumbles and almost topples an entire building as it comes down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird getaway plan. <laughs> Mister Freeze is is flying away in a like a Doctor Evil rocket yeah. or something, and then yep. Batman's like, uh, if this thing if this thing blows, it'll slaughter thousands. It's like really? No, it won't. <laughs> It's not going to slaughter like 15 people, but thousands? Like, that's a little. You guys know the MCU better than me, but they did that same bit, right? In one of the Iron Man or Avengers. It was Avengers 1 or Avengers 2. Oh, they did that in a lot. They did that in Batman. Where they um, skyrocket it too high. Yeah, you're right. They did it in Dark Knight uh, Rises. No, they did it in in Batman Begins, right? With the. Or no. Dark Knight Rises, where he he flies away with the nuke. Well, this isn't yeah. a nuke. This is just a rocket. No, I know, but when it goes way too high, it's Iron rocket. Man. <laughs> Basically, Iron Man they're saying it's too high. The suit gets too high and it gets cool, and then Tony Stark has to like come back down. You think he's going to freeze to death in the atmosphere? I mean, oh really? yeah, yeah, Iron yeah, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Man is the same as this. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Here's look. This movie starts off on a lot of bad notes, but the minute you know for a fact you're in for an absolute catastrophe is in that scene where Batman and Robin show up to the museum and Robin crashes through the wall on his motorcycle and it makes the perfect Robin symbol 
in the wall uh, as he crashes through it. That's when it out well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's when you know you're kind of in for. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. I don't know if you know this, but he's pretty good on a motorcycle. I don't know if you watched the rest of the film. <laughs> he kind of knows what he's doing. But then we get to meet our other villain. The, the well, look, first of all, every everybody knows that all good superhero movies have at least three villains. That's a <laughs> yeah. That's a well known fact. Um, and I'm I'm just glad they followed the trope. You know. Yeah, it is. It's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I got some more Mister Freeze thoughts here before we move on. Okay, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. First, Mister Freeze has to be kept at zero degrees, but they never mm-hmm. say if it's Celsius or Fahrenheit. They're just like, zero <laughs> degrees? Is- well, this, this is America, Kent. Come on. It's yeah, definitely they, Fahrenheit. I mean, well, it's, there's what a big difference between zero degrees <laughs> and 32 degrees. And also, um, they say he was originally frozen at minus 50 degrees. So I guess he cooled off to zero degrees and then had to <laughs> be then, frozen that way. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought just he was like, it. okay, I can come back this far. Yeah, exactly. No more. exactly. But but uh, everybody else in that that's around him and in his lair is just like totally normal <laughs> the whole time, just like in T-shirts. <laughs> like, hey, Mr. Freeze, you know, uh, I, I don't understand that, um, even though it's, he's in his like Hugh Hefner robe and stuff and not yeah. in his free, frozen suit. It's zero degrees Fahrenheit, but Vivica A. Fox can live in a bikini and mm-hmm. like a brain poncho in right. his lair. So totally exactly. cool. That's fine. Um, I like that the producer of this, by the way, made his other his other films are all the Cheech and Chong movies and Death to Smoochie. That just needs to be said. <laughs> nice. So you know it's good. <laughs> Hell of a run. Why is he teaching the goons the Mr. Snow song for randomly too? I don't wonder. Gosh. Why know. is there? I mean, like, what's what's the point? Of because it's snow and get it ice, get it? Oh, I know. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. put those. Ah, didn't, yeah. didn't yeah. put it together, right? Yeah, that's the joke. Let me well, just on a, a general level. Now, yeah. <laughs> so on a general level, let me say, I saw this movie when I was ten years old, and it was a big deal for me because my parents don't really like movies. And the idea of going to see a movie on opening weekend is still a concept in 2020 that is absolutely foreign to them. So the fact that I had just recently turned 10 and I begged to go see this movie opening weekend uh, was a big deal. And I got and I went to this movie and even as a 10 year old, I remember leaving and thinking, well, something went wrong here. Like, I, And I couldn't articulate what it was <laughs> because I was a rather slow 10 year old and Richard could probably back that up since he knew me at that age. You had a sick bowl cut and you got stuck in dumpsters that's, sometimes. That's exactly. Sometimes, but other than that. <laughs> Some would say sabotage to be left in dumpsters, but you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, um, well, no witnesses, bro. <laughs> but I will say this. Honestly, over the course of the last 23 years, I have gone from hating this movie for being such a poorly made film to just going absolutely full circle to just ab- like loving this movie now. It's oh terrible. It is terrible. Make no mistake. But I, it's kind of like that dumb cousin you have that like you get offended when somebody else makes fun of it, but you can make fun of it because it's your cousin. This is kind of that movie now where I, I, this movie is such trash, but I love it because it's like my brand of trash. You know what I mean? Like I watched this movie last night again for the umpteenth time and I still just love how this is a, a complete like disaster symphony of a movie and I love it. No, this is bad through and through, folks. Make no mistake. But I, I love what a beautiful disaster this movie is because it's just so like every conceivable choice seems to be. I mean, the well, thing- that's a good reason to like something. Ninety <laughs> yes. percent uh, of this movie, by the way, is just batarangs clipping into walls. Right. Like if if you cut the batarangs by eighty percent, you cut the runtime by like seventy four percent. And Robin orangs too. Like yeah, a, Robin's yeah. got an orang. Respect just, him, please, Richard. Gosh, uh, he's refuse been enough. He's twenty-seven I mean, years old, and he's supposed to be eighteen in this movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> Six sideburns, though. Those yeah. ninety-seven sideburns were a look for sure. <laughs> Who's more mm. mature, Robin in this movie or Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone? I feel Macaulay. like definitely the eight-year-old <laughs> Macaulay, Home, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he he captured the wet bandits, man. Yeah, he was smart. <laughs> he gets he gets real after uh, Barbara right in front of her old dying uncle like several times. Yeah. Like, yeah. man, he's, he's pretty aggressive about it. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. a little rapey there, Robin. 
Uh, yeah. Speaking of rapey, Uma, uh, Uma yeah. is uh, very rapey in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Man, she, uh, I didn't, Gate. in the in the very essence of Mr. Freeze only doing f- ice puns, she's only doing like sex puns in the movie yeah. too. I didn't, you know, everybody's be- fighting over her and I forgot about the like, woman auction scene in the movie mm-hmm. too I never... not yeah. enough movies have women auctions by the way I've been saying that for years um, you haven't been saying that about movies you've just been saying that <laughs> you're right I love that I, I have a pet peeve I didn't realize I had till this movie but I hate it it's my f- version of file scenes Kent I hate tape recorder diary scenes for exposition hmm. where she's mm. like Oh, speaking of, note to self in her tape recorder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the evil professor is up to something mm-hmm. in his lair. Remind mm-hmm. me to check on that later. And you're like, okay, that is my file scene. And then also, what is her accent once she becomes Poison Ivy? It's kind of dis, it's mid Atlantic for sure. It's kind of got a Gore Vidal, uh, Niles and Fraser Crane. Yeah, I was just about to say, Richard, it's Fraser. She's just doing a <laughs> yeah. Fraser bit. That's all she's doing. Yeah. She's like, don't come in here, Batman. It's like kind of oh, Hepburn. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes, Batman. Will you please? <laughs> yeah. It's doing like a Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent, like yeah. v- old school Disney villain accent. Oh, but here's what I don't understand about, about Poison Ivy. So she falls into her own chemicals, which turns her blood into mm. aloe. Which like mm-hmm. that'd be great yeah, for a sunburn if you yeah. can just cut yourself yeah, and just that's true. She's set, take care of that. She's got a bachelor's degrees some. in the sciences, um, and that is uh, okay. That's very accurate. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. It seemed <laughs> well that they did the research, yeah. uh-huh. but her uh, her skin is chlorophyll though, but she's not green, so that makes sense. Well, <laughs> Nor does she, she need uses, sunlight yeah, to live. So you know, yeah. Maybe yeah. she uses a powder, Kent. You don't know. No, I know because she just she immediately gets up and's like, my my blood is turned to aloe, and she kisses the professor, and his his tongue turns green, even though they didn't. Yeah, uh, the professor is or whatever. The professor is on something. I mean, what a performance by that guy! And I like that he calls him the ununited nations. I feel like Trump will definitely tweet that in the next six months. <laughs> yeah, that's a guarantee. Um, Look, and it's hard—it's hard to believe the monster would turn on the professor because there's zero literature to back that up. That, that would ever happen. <laughs> I mean, look, here's the thing about everything in this movie. It seems... It's idiotic. It's well, it plays to the yeah. lowest common denominator. Oh, no, no, of course. from everyone's from mind. And here's the thing. But other than that... If you, if you pick up any Batman comic from the mid-1940s, this plays exactly like a comic book, right? From the mid-1940s. And so it just cool. seems like Joel Dang. Schumacher got hired to direct a Batman film read one story from the 1940s and was like, oh, I could do that. And then had no concern or regard for how mediums translate to one another in terms of, you know, like stories that exist in frame panels in the 40s don't play well in the late 90s as a movie. I I, I would agree with that if this was the first one he's done. He made Batman Forever like two years before this. No, I agree. Yeah, he's definitely... He's proven that he could make it a... Passable Batman movie for large uh, yeah. Let's 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 talk about that when we actually record Batman Forever. That that movie is also not passable. But I'm just saying, yeah, this movie just seemed like you always talk about directors who have never read a comic book. Joel Schumacher has never come within a hundred yards of a comic book in his life. Also, didn't even seem to bother to watch the Tim Burton movies as well because they're just so like these movies are just so like misguided in terms of like. Ugh, they just start like way off base and they just never really land on anything. Um, they're a disaster. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. Where, where do we get off on? Yeah, no, I got, I got, I got go ahead. Going to the professor. I'm a, before we leave the professor, I would like to henceforth be referred to as your supreme ruthlessness. If that's okay. <laughs> it's like the most cliche just, laboratory of all time. As, too. It's like know, Dr. Frankenstein's as, lab that she, she lives in and. Like lightning strikes the the top of it when they <laughs> like uh, go show the outside. These that was like the most cliche thing. And also, Bane, I guess, is inflatable. Didn't know that. Yeah, you just, just pump him up. Lord. Bane is great. The f- there are two funny, the like laugh out loud, hysterical movie moments in this movie. One of which I'll talk about now. One a little later when 
uh, Poison Ivy is finding her lair, and her, she's walking through the city street. <laughs> And Bane is in a in like a trench coat hat disguise. I I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard that he would. That I was like, oh yeah. But you know, when he walks the streets, he's disguised. He looks so stupid. Yeah. No he's one looks at like, your face if you've got a great trench coat and a hat. Yeah. You know, he, he's still like six eight, has green hands, and you know, but totally right. unnoticeable yeah. in that trench coat and hat. Just, just needed the glasses and mustache bit, and he'd be perfect, perfect <laughs> pass, uh, on any city street. Yeah. Hey, God, this movie sucks. Hey, I poison Jeez. ivy line she uses is uh, she says to Batman, "Try not to make a mess when you die." Is that a "you crap your pants when you die" joke by Poison Ivy? <laughs> so much of the dialogue is it really does go to the the idea the the whole Akiva thing of just like I'll just put some stuff down. I assume you guys will will come up with a you know actual dialogue when you get down to actually making this movie, and then they were like. No, that's good. That's fine. It's we almost like he was trying to get our fired. Our writing time on getting yeah, and it on didn't work. Ice puns done. So it, he uh, just wrote down uh, twelve ice puns, Gosh. a a couple of quips for Batman and Robin, and the the lamest Alfred backstory of all time. It's got McGregor's disease, and yeah. and <laughs> and it like like turned it in and was like, oh, thank God, I'm, I'm gonna get fired tomorrow. Like, I don't have to do this anymore. And they're like, all right, sounds good. Thanks. He's like, wait, no, wait. They're like, no, here's your check. And he's like, oh, okay, all right. And just like went off to uh, Costa Rica, like Carol Baskin's husband, and was never seen again <laughs> until he got a call from Ron Howard, like, hey, can you, uh, beautiful mind, you know? No, but he did a uh, Lost in Space a year after this, which was, well, yeah, that might be an episode. Somehow we need to a major do. step up from this. Yeah, somehow. Of a run. And, um, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. We got to talk about Barbara, though, because Alicia Silverstone mm. comes in to the picture, and she first of all says, "I'm I'm Alfred's niece from England," but she doesn't have an English accent for yeah. some reason. Mm. Well, she goes mm. to Oxbridge Academy. They teach them a different type of speaking there. Ken, I would expect you to know. They, I believe that's the Hogwarts offshoot is uh, Oxbridge. <laughs> all you it? had to do is is one line of. She studied abroad, or she's from yeah. California, but studies in England, or it makes no sense <laughs> that she's like his English <laughs> like niece, but well, doesn't she have to an say accent from whatsoever. England. Just like, what the heck? Yeah, and she literally says, I'm from England, and I study in England. She uses the word England for his, his password. That, she, that's the best scene <laughs> in the movie to me. Yeah, she's like, is it Alfred? Is it Wayne? Alfred, no. Wayne? Access denied. Access denied. And then she types England. <laughs> England. Access denied. Yeah. But they Just, don't... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, England. I'm a bit... I like... like Anglof- I, I, I consider myself kind of an Anglophile type of like literature and politics and stuff, but they, they don't like to call it England, right? Or aren't they, aren't they more Britain? Or that's, I guess, the whole island and then England is just I, that. He's I a hardcore. They, yeah. Yeah, he, I don't know. You know but I know I had to go change my password for everything. My bank account is just Texas, so I had the whole to, whole island to change that United, after United seeing this. I also remember you, you changed it to Teos, though, didn't you? Slash yeah, 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 yeah. Also, right, the good yeah. old days of '97, where you could apparently attempt to type in a password 157 times or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh yes, yeah, like you get 158 tries before it locks you out. Yeah, yeah. and and the password yeah. was peg peg three three <laughs> letters. <laughs> Well, Butler didn't work, dude. Mm-hmm. Something funny. Yeah. She she tried England. Did you not understand that, Ken? That did. was the that was her next. <laughs> I like how yeah. they show the picture of of Peg, and and there's no signature on it, and then they show it again, and there is a signature on it. Like, oh god, that's the wor- one of the worst gaffes. And but the but the best part about that whole thing is we spend ten minutes watching her put in the password to a disk she should not have access to, and he specifically said, "Don't access this disk." Then yeah, she gets down to, criminal. I right, agree. and then she gets down to the Batcave, and the Alfred AI is like, "Yeah, I figured you'd probably get down here anyway." So <laughs> I designed you. Test, I designed you an entire suit based <laughs> on your measurements. Like it wasn't even like a contingency. Who knows their niece's res- uh, measurements yeah, too? Yeah. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I hired Giorgio Armani to come yeah. in and like design this suit. Oh, Alfred God. is canceled after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie gave me McGregor sit. <laughs> 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 it's so bad. Connor McGregor syndrome, though. So I've just been kind of like 
walking around the room. The best part to me about Barbara is when she shows up as Batgirl and then she's got a mask that's, I don't know, three and a half inches long or wide across her <laughs> eyes. Me, and she goes, it's me, Barbara. <laughs> oh, oh, same thing oh, with snap. Yeah. Oh, man. Literally what my kid does five times a day comes out in a mask like, oh, I'm bat. No. Oh, it's Cooper the whole time. Oh, OK, cool. Yes. It's just Brian's. Amazing, man. Son is seventeen yeah. years old. When he was but three, he has that's issues. what he did. You know, it's like, come on, man. Another stuff. note. I know we've I've got more notes about just the password thing. She <laughs> when, when she types in the password, it's a file scene, kind of. So it kind triggers, of, it uh, kind of is. Yeah. Uh, first file of all, scene, file scene of Jace. Richard noticed mm-hmm. on the rewatch that it's not a QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, it's like no and, this, and the the space space bar is on the top for some reason. <laughs> Judges, set designers are definitely just huffing ether in the back and see what they can. So, no, somebody had up. somebody had to actually build that. Too. I couldn't just get a black keyboard and plug it in. Like somebody it's, had again, to like custom make a non That's <laughs> another meeting in a conference room on the Warner Brothers lot where they're like, "Cool, well, um, I have some mock-ups uh, for the Bat computer or any computer Batman's going to use uh, or Freeze computer. It's going to be just a, it's going to be a, a standard QWERTY keyboard, but it's going to be kind of black and have that kind of look. So it'll it'll go with his. No, you know what? I like that, but what if it was a totally different construct of typing? <laughs> <laughs> and then you build yeah. that, and they're just like, I guess. What so? if Gotham Jeez. City exists yeah. in a universe where there is no QWERTY keyboard? So, <laughs> Richard, right? Richard, you sent out the picture of that keyboard, and I'm absolutely convinced that Hunter S. Thompson designed that keyboard. There is such a level of anarchy to it that it makes no sense. That it's like, yeah, what if we put the L on the, you know, what? Like, oh god, yeah. It's Shane a, it's said a mess. that, but he immediately Shane says that, but immediately looked online. <laughs> to find one so that he can teach himself how to type yeah. only on that keyboard. <laughs> right. He's Just like Batman. <laughs> yeah. What makes you so sure that my keyboard is not like that already? Uh, one more note about this scene is, as they say, access denied, access denied. Yeah. Access allowed. Like, yes, that may be it's real soul it's Why is it not the access granted? granted. <laughs> yeah. I don't yes. understand. And the access female voice allowed. Gets- the female voice gets real sultry as if she's been sitting there the whole time, like, it waiting access. for her to... Yes. Allowed. Oh, my God, yes. Like, jeez. Weird. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is such Why a mess. This, this is such a mess. And also, I I'm going to go social justice warrior. I find it offensive in 2020 that Poison Ivy's toxins don't work on Barbara, too. You know? <laughs> I'm, Do they? You know? Yes. No, they yes. don't. Topple the patriarchy, dude. I don't recall them making out in the movie. But, but I mean, she, but everyone is drawn to poison ivy, but they don't work on Barbara. Oh, That's you mean just, the stuff she blows around? Yeah. Her. Okay. Not the poison, but not the, the, the venom. The stuff to make people fall the in love with her. The yeah. woman is just impervious to it. Well, that's offensive. The stuff that she blows around that the audience can clearly see. Yeah, but nobody, nobody knows. Nobody like, what's can. this pink yeah. dust she's blowing at us? Nobody yeah. ever makes that. Hey, uh, oh, maybe that's weird. Maybe that's except, affecting total. Except for Mr. Freeze, who makes it immediately because the plot needs him to. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Like the the best, ugh. the other great Mr. Freeze thing is when he when he gets arrested and he's in that weird cell that has like six feet of freeze dust, and then he dies. Uh, when he walks I, out. I believe you're referring to the cold beam, Richard. Yeah, get it right. right. Pardon me. I thought I ordered that at Dunkin' Donuts a couple weeks ago. Um, but the when he. Think about you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, someone who's been in some of the best action set pieces to that point. And the move he does to fight off those two guards is, I mean, if you were in small time, you know, Tiger King wrestling in like Branson, it would look cheesy. And you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just can't get over on this rewatch how, how I understand it's cheesy. I understand the script sucks. I understand it's built to sell toys. I get all that to at least intellectually, even though it wounds your soul to watch it. But like, mm-hmm. I can't get over how bad the fight choreography is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like I don't think mind blowing. Like really. that yeah. person, I want to know who that person and what else they ever did because mm-hmm. it's he literally just like touches both their heads, yeah. and he moves their two heads forward <laughs> like three inches, but they don't hit mm. each other and then they both fall down it's unbelievable <laughs> should have been undertaker dude mr freeze should have been undertaker now we're talking now that's a version of the movie i would watch for sure yeah another one of my favorite uh moments in the movie is 
when Robin kisses Poison Ivy and he's wearing like the lip condom too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part's good. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Had this on She's the whole like, time. No. Oh, what? Yeah. She and then he and then he kicks her into the flower and she literally screams curses before the flower her <laughs> own flower oh, eats curses. her up. Yeah. The Venus flytrap, yeah. Just mm-hmm. proving that, like, this movie would be great if it was a comic book that came out in 1943. Like, this would be the greatest Agreed comic book to ever. disagree. Yeah, but, like, as a movie, it just fails to register on any, like, imagine, any emotional Imagine what Shane level. just said. I don't mean to attack you, Shane, but imagine this comic book coming out in the middle of World War II. That's what I was going to say. There was quite, a, quite an international yeah. conflict happening in, in 43. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if... Wow, Shane would have really gosh, been a success. Dude, Shane's but, canceled. Batman so. Shane yeah. is canceled. We did it. We got him. For you guys, there was more important things going on in 1943. There was nothing more important going on for me in 1943. <laughs> this is we know that. Yeah, you would have been Batman s- all the time. supremely so. focused on Batman. He's like, I, Brian, don't, I don't care about this Pearl Harbor yeah. thing. I've got a Batman comic to read, guys. Yeah. We need Brian to- remembers. He was there. He was he was born a few years <laughs> earlier, so yes. he was the, he yes. knows. Yes. The patron yeah. saint of this podcast, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, uh, that's tough. Can I can I tell you what the worst acting in the whole movie is? At least for me, I, that we yeah. haven't we haven't brought up yet. Is, no, uh, heck of a run. Is George Clooney? Is yeah, Bruce Wayne when when uh, the reporter asked him about marriage and he goes, "Oh, what? Marriage? Just like that was that was an outtake. That wasn't in character. That was 1997 <laughs> yeah, Clooney. They, that was they, they just had the cameras in rolling in rolling and that extra asked him about it and he. Man. He shut down, and, then, and that's like, like that one scene. You're just like, I mean, it is a testament to the charismatic powers of George Clooney that he was ever cast in a movie again. Yeah, just, that he would go on to make Tomorrowland. Oh I mean, God. it's unbelievable. Well, and that's <laughs> and that's the thing, though, right? Is that George Clooney was the perfect Bruce Wayne at 1997. He was Bruce Wayne. He was this enigmatic, like rich playboy kind of like celebrity. And how this movie got it so wrong, like, is crazy. But he was the perfect Bruce Wayne at the time that this movie was made. Uh, he's a bad Batman, though. Yeah, like, oh, I don't really care. He's a, Honestly, he's a terrible Batman. making this movie, he's an awful Batman. Look, he he's a terrible that. Batman, not, but he's a good Bruce good. Wayne, though, because he was that guy, right? I mean, the yeah. thing about Michael but, Keaton But it's was, funny. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, he does fit that, that mold pretty well. But then... There, there is less Bruce Wayne in this movie than almost any Batman movie. So it's like the one thing that they're like, oh, we kind of have something going for us here with the with the Bruce Wayne thing, and it's like, cool, Bruce Wayne's on screen for three minutes in yeah. the whole movie, just enough to so, be like, great, Alfred's dying. Work. Yeah, I just know. Right. <laughs> yeah, cool. exactly, exactly. Just, just yeah. enough to rem- right. to misremember his girlfriend's name in that one scene. Yeah, gosh, I'm experiencing no, underrated historically. Yeah, I will say this. The one thing, the one thing that this movie gets right is the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Alfred is well done enough that the the scenes between the two of them where they're talking about Alfred dying, those those hit well, right? Like the acting is good enough and like that relationship rings true enough that it works. But that is the does only it? thing in this movie that, re- at least for me, it does, right? As a, as a yeah. diehard Batman fan. It could, but yeah, it didn't work for me. I thought it was, it was poorly acted and poorly, poorly written, poorly done on all, I, I, like the notes of it. Sure. But the, the execution, not so much. Also, I prefer my Alfred to be a, a raging alcoholic. So uh, <laughs> not a big fan of, of this interpretation. Pat Hengel, though, or not Pat Hengel, what's his name? I, uh, Michael Goh this is the actor's name. He hung in there, man, for four films he played Alfred. Like, <laughs> that's impressive. He literally did it for basically a decade. So good for him, you know? He, Hugh Grant's still not out Alfred, man. I'm pulling for that eventually. <laughs> Hugh Grant cool. just totally, like, doesn't give a crap, Alfred. You know, <laughs> it's totally sick of being a butler. I would love that. And like, kind of, kind of sneaks in on a few of Bruce's ladies a few times. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What's the name of the the really cranky house elf from Harry Potter? The one that lives in. It's like yeah. that should be Alfred now. Just like I don't even like Bruce Wayne. I would love that creature. It's creature. A, that's the one. Yeah, thank you. I guess it's uh, Andy Serkis in uh, in the new in uh, the Batman, the next year's Batman. Uh-huh. 
Maybe. Probably coming 2022 at this point, but yeah. Maybe. Okay, man. I'm I'm spent on this. I can't I can't do it anymore. We gotta talk a little bit about the soundtrack because yeah. you know everybody that got the call, like, hey, we want you to do a Batman theme song, and so they got not only R. Kelly, but the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> did a killer song at the end of this. The end is the forever is the end mm-hmm. is the the beginning of the forever, something to that effect. I don't the weird thing about that song it is, but and I don't know if you guys feel this way or not, but like they like starting off the trend just after the social network that uh, Zack Snyder did the Watchmen movie. And this song was featured in the trailer. And I think later in the feature where he did like a weird slowed down version of the Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkin song. Yeah. And so now yeah. when I hear the Smashing Pumpkin song, I legitimately think about that movie and not this one. So it's weird to hear the original like sped up rock version. Uh, yeah. but that, maybe that's just me. But yeah, the R. Kelly song in this, perfection, perfect. It, it matches the tone of this movie so perfectly because it's so wonderfully misguided. R. Kelly as an artist aside and all of his personal stuff, the lyrics to the chorus are. What's up with it? What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics to the chorus are a city of justice. Fine, I'll give you that. City of peace. What? A city of love. Really? Nope. We all need it. Can't live without it. Gotham City. I don't don't know what he is talking about at all. I think that our how many times you have to look at those lyrics in the mirror in your back tattoo? Two mirrors to get it right (laughs) way up to get to get to figure out. Just the R. Kelly song is it's it's a slow jam for sure, but it is just the most wonderfully misguided. Like has nothing to do with the tone of the movie, the story of the movie. Somebody just sent R. Kelly a check for like X amount of dollars and he just wrote a song and the only contractual thing was that he had to put Gotham City in the title. Yeah. Uh, I'm ab- yeah. That's not based on factual evidence. It's just based on I feel it in my gut. No, and I'm I, sure I, I'm I right. agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't thought about this sound. I definitely had this on CD. I haven't thought about it yeah. in a long time. Wow. What a what a murderer's row of, of late to mid-90s. Yeah. Mid to late 90s. Had it on CD or here. still have it? I don't have any CDs anymore, oh. but I, I for sure had it until I got rid of all my CDs a few years ago, for sure. Oh, I had Batman forever. Yeah, Smashing that, Pumpkins, that Bone Thugs, R. Kelly, yeah. an REM joint, Jewel. We absolutely dogs. do have to mention for half a second, Coolio makes a cameo in this movie, and that is the thing that but dates this movie. But he's not on the movie. soundtrack. How wheels off is that? That's, I know. That's really kind of weird. Yeah. Gangsta's Paradise would have been a better fit than R. Kelly's Gotham City. Uh, in this movie, yeah, God, yeah. Now, Kent, I will say this: in '97, because you're the only other guy that really kind of like focuses to the movie on this level. The score is really good for for how terrible the movie is. Elliot Goldenthal's score is really excellent in this film. It's big, it's bold, it's brassy, and it's I hate, certainly listenable. I hated listenable the score. Later. I hated the score so much. Oh, no, did you I really? hated it yeah. because I hated it because they literally do like trumpet sounds on the punches, like. <laughs> like like the whole like couple am like graphic uh showing it up and Zane, Zonk, Zane. yeah you know, a little like 66 batman right? yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what this is i prefer I the hans zimmer score for my batman oh make no mistake i for the record i definitely prefer hans zimmer but i'm no, just saying no, we, are, we already <laughs> have you down for elliot scores better have me down is yeah greatest score like, of all, I wrote time. It. all right fair yeah. enough <laughs> and, and my wife's a notary so that's set in stone stamp it send it to me in the mail i'll sign it and send it back well i'm ready to grade this thing out man it's a it's truly something to behold and i didn't even get through uh i don't know half of my notes but most of y'all hit on the other stuff that uh I was going to bring up Richard took three pages of notes. You need to publish those on, on Patreon, Richard. So people can for posterity for your archives. <laughs> yeah, yes. it is. I'm going to, it will be in my, in the Barden <laughs> library one day. When Jeff Himmelman writes your, uh, your, <laughs> or your biography. He'll, uh, I didn't even mention the whole, uh, uh, satellite mirror for two plan people. thing. You know, Mr. Freeze's whole oh, plan man. of, all oh, these satellites are mirrors uh, instead I, of satellites. Apparently, I watched this movie yesterday, dude. I watched this movie yesterday. And if you ask me, just like kind of the overarching, like what's what's the what's his bit? What's what's the bad guy plan here that we got to do to to you know stop to save the world? I have no same idea. thing they do no every time, Brian. 
trying try to take, take over, over the world. world. Right. But I have no clue. And the, save his not, wife not somehow? Once, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> his wife is frozen, but not frozen because mm-hmm. he's just in cold water. So that makes sense. Water that's uh, very tepid, but she's still <laughs> cold enough to be cryogenic <laughs> in there. Okay. But sensory enough just so that her necklace still bobbles in the mm-hmm. water. How did you like to be that actress? All right, we got to get in there for hold your breath for at least five and a half minutes so we can shoot this. <laughs> got it. Sweet. Okay, I'm going to grade this thing out at the old patented Kent Garrison F minus, minus, minus. Brian. Yeah, easy. Easy F minus, minus, minus for me. Still not the worst Batman movie, but uh, but bad. Very, very bad. And I, I you know, kind of killed the franchise. Really was a bummer for, for uh, 14-year-old me as well. What a what a way to, to end this whole run. So F minus, minus, minus for You're, me. Richard? The worst Batman movie is Dark Knight, right? Is what you said? <laughs> of course, yeah. You're, I'm well on record. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Yeah. yeah, F minus, mm-hmm. minus, minus. I think this is the worst Batman movie. As much oh, yeah. as that's I hate Without question. BVS. No, Batman maybe Superman's worse. I think oh, I, I, not, that's not a bit. You it's heard worse. it here, folks. You, you heard it's it here. Worse. Yeah, because it's, it's <laughs> trying to be so good. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. You're right. But you're, you're both right and wrong. But oh, this is so, I mean, the ice skating... <laughs> The so many gangs of hockey. I know. I just, that like, was a thing in the night. We fluorescently feel, painted gangs that hang out in abandoned Turkish baths. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite line too. Is she goes, "Oh, a Turkish bath. This will." <laughs> <be." laughs> a lot of Turkish baths and gossip. I got, a, <laughs> I got a lot of jokes about that. We could make up. <laughs> All right, Richard. Uh, grade F minus 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 minus. Uh, D plus cannot cannot pass it in any way shape or form but still love watching this movie 23 years later it's it's a disaster but it's a beautiful symphony of utter failure and I love it okay there you go the bad movie marathon shall continue next week with I believe Battlefield Earth that it's either that or Howard the Duck so Okay. Whatever you guys. Let's, let's do. We got to do Battlefield Earth because we got to. We got to break up the Travolta, or I will die. I will <laughs> oh yeah. Make it, so. We're gonna do Gotti at some point. We got. I gotta have like two week buffer or something. I, okay. I can't do it. All right. Well, VIPs, we we got a Dick Tracy episode in honor of thirty years since Dick Tracy. If you want a throwback episode this week, head on over to our VIP feed and uh, do that. And if you are looking for weekly recommends on this episode. You can find those on our VIP as well. We're doing daily recommends during the uh, uh, quarantining. So if you're listening to this five years from now, you're going to be like, wow, what a time when we were quarantining. But at the same time, if you want daily recommends, things to watch while you're at home, while you're working from home, things like that. Brian has been every day on that feed with special guests talking daily recommends, books, CDs of all kinds that you can uh, pop in here. I got a good one coming. I got mm-hmm. a good one coming. Richards Ken. is on Friday. Yeah, oh, nice. cool! You're ready for that? Get you yeah. into your weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, get you ready for the weekend. Well, if you want all that, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com/slash/vip and uh, sign up for that membership and get on our Discord and, and chat along with us. Leave your comments there on uh, Mad About Movies at Twitter as well. And we'll see you there, uh, Brian. Where can we find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madamamoviespodcast.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me at Richard Barden on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Shane, you want to give out the old Facebook, you 90-year-old person? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, but more importantly, you can find me in the Mad About Movies VIP Discord, yeah. which is where the actual party is at. It's a lot of people in there talking movies, talking food, talking all sorts of fun stuff, and I'm pretty active in there. So join the VIP, uh, the VIP and just find me in there. We'll hang out. We'll chat. He is Batman Shane on the Discord. You can find all of us on there as well. Uh, until next time, we'll probably talk Battlefield Earth. Uh, get ready for that. We'll see you hopefully sometime soon at the cinema. Goodbye. Longer than it took that guy to write it. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 
And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya The salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again 